0: Game and podcast, you're really scheduled podcast destination for the news, reviews, and our thoughts on the best in the world of the video games, the board games, everything else fun you can do it in your hard earned downtime. As always, I'm your host, Welcome to the show. Hello, my name is Sam Angelini. Joining me across the airways once again, is Chris Horzo. How's it going, dude? Funny number,
1: Woo!
0: Yeah, 420,
1: woo! funny number, Elon Musk's my hero, Woo! <laughs> don't don't that's a problem isn't it as soon as you hear the number 69 now i just every time i just facetiously just think funny number
0: funny number
1: (laughs) did you see what um Did you see what he tweeted at the weekend Elon? i don't follow him man he just pops up and read it all the time he's like he's like a nerd's wet dream
0: and it's really he sucks Um, he, he tweeted out like he put out a twitter poll because uh, there was some report in America that said one way of getting around capital gains tax is to never have realized gains. So basically, you never sell your shares. So obviously, he's owned a lot slash the majority of Tesla for almost the entirety of the company and where it's gone from basically nothing to multi-trillion dollar company. He now has access to basically infinite money, but he's never had to pay capital gains tax because he's never sold any of it. And people are saying like, oh, that's, you know, there should be blah, 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 blah. So he put up a Twitter poll saying, shall I sell 10% of the Tesla stock I own? And it's a uh, yes or no. And he said he will adhere to it. And it is about $80 billion if he has to sell 10% of it. And wow. which he will get taxed on like quite a lot. And he said that he will honor the results of the poll. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a lot of money. I mean, selling it is like, okay, you're going to sell your stock, but like he's going to pocket all that money as just cash but then it's then realised gains, then you'll get taxed on it, and then that goes into the American economy, blah, 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 blah. That's just quite funny. They're like, he, these people live in a world where they can fuck about enough that a Twitter poll for like $80 billion, and they're just like, yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of hurts. That I kind know. of hurts, yeah. At in first was like, thinking, what wanker? And then you're like, wow, that is, that is squid game level money. That is do whatever
0: the fuck you want money. That's way, 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 way more than Squid Game money. Billions. The uh, people sometimes fail to comprehend the leap between a million and a billion. Like billionaires should not exist. It is absolutely absurd the amount of money he has. I
1: actually have to agree. Yeah, the fact that it needs to
0: exist. The fact that it's only ten percent of his wealth and it's like eighty billion or something. Saying I'm not going to look at the number. It was something like that. But I mean, it's it's like. (laughs) ludicrous but he's like yeah sure also. (laughs) it's like oh man (laughs) well I'll believe it when I see it just because he said he's going to do it doesn't mean he's going to do it no that's true he'll probably like get out of it
1: yeah or what he'll do is he'll get a load of paid actors to then vote no (laughs) so that way it's like oh the poll said no but still probably cheaper than the 80 billion
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) by a lot (laughs) (laughs) I
1: mean to be honest you came up to me and went okay sign up to Twitter here's a grand just click no I'll be like, fuck yeah! How many accounts do I need to sign up? You know, Easy. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like. To be fair, you could probably make an AI that would just make email addresses and then sign it to Twitter and use those emails to click no. You you could farm that. Oh, easily. That's what bots are for. That's what I mean. Now I'm just being too cynical. Yeah. It's exactly. going to be yes. He's not going to do shit. That's what's going to happen. He doesn't even That's need to do that. that. He's just going to be like, eh, nah. Oh man, he can go. He can go do one. <laughs>
0: even though I drive one of his cars but oh well
1: yeah I'm sure he had
0: like not that much to do with the actual engineering of said car yeah but you're also a little bit of wanker a lovable wanker mind you
1: but you know <laughs> you own a Tesla so of course that puts you in a little bit of a wanker spectrum you
0: know I'm an insufferable twat when I want to be <laughs> What, you mean after about six I fights just, when you've been Most you're of the time. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Most of the time. Because I just don't care.
1: It's fun. Uh, <laughs> and this is why we don't put you and Alex in the room together anymore. <laughs> you <know? I'm>
0: right. <laughs> oh, did you get a chance to watch Arcane, by the way? No, I saw it came out. I've, I've been so busy this weekend, unfortunately. Uh, it is going to be my thing tomorrow, hopefully, maybe. Because it was three time. episodes in the
1: end. So it looks like they're doing three free free dumps of free right yeah. yeah yeah i've not actually watched it yet but a lot of people seem really happy about it you i've know? heard
0: good things i heard good things
1: yeah i've heard a lot of good things and not just from the Rune terror subreddit you know it's
0: kind of surprising <laughs> actual people <laughs> like the show and not just fans uh, yeah i was um i was watching the finals of the league of legends world championships today instead so I wasn't watching the League of Legends show, I was watching actual League of Legends instead. Oh, what a week it's been. Um but it was good. It was the first final that went to five games. So it went all the way to uh, two, two, and then a final deciding game, which is always fun. And then the 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 team that won it have never won it before. They've never got out of the quarterfinals before. They finally like broke the hoodoo and got into the semis, and then uh, their quarterfinal, semi-final and final all went to game five. So they were it was like the most games a team has had to
1: absolutely scrappy it's the
0: most yeah no one's had to do 15 games to to win the final before so ggs It it was it was good some good play some good stuff so i will uh Yeah, put my League of Legends esports watching in the back pocket and resume in about 11 and a half months.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't be asked. You survived another wave of thinking about playing League of Legends and now
0: you won't think about playing it again for another 11 months. No, exactly. It's just a fun thing to watch. Like, I I catch up just beforehand, like, oh no, who are the teams, who did well in Europe, who did well, you know, who are the favourites, blah, 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 watch the tournament oh, that was fun. And then I pocket it for a whole year and it's really good because it's way less toxic than playing that shit show. Bloody casual fan. <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It's not like, casual fan. That's the thing though. Like, No, you're like you like those
1: football fans that only ever follow football when it comes to Euros and World Cup. You know, you know, you don't care about it for
0: two years and they'll be like, oh yeah, European National Championships. Let's go. That is true. That is true. I do support the European teams whenever they're playing. So that's probably an apt comparison. So. But yeah, it was good, good fun. Um yeah, I will see what they do with that. I'm sure they'll just keep churning it out and uh, keep making loads of money. But yeah, but from all I've heard Arcane seems pretty good as well, so I'll hopefully uh dive into that this week.
1: Yeah, hopefully I will as well. I actually had opportunity to watch it and I did not. I just played a couple of games that I'll be talking about later. So my all weekend right. was my weekend was a little bit of fuck all, you know. You know, I was, oh, really? I, was, I was meant to have plans. wasn't feeling it. wasn't feeling very social. I was like, I'm just going to buy a game and sit and play the an Xbox. And then it's
0: Monday morning. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I there was uh, UFC at the weekend. UFC 268 had an absolutely mental card. The the first fight on there, Gaethje, um uh Gaethje versus China was like fight of the year, maybe fight of like the last five years. Absolutely mental. Um, that was cool. Then I watched football. I watched two movies. Uh, went to see Kez and George and those guys. Oh, did you? Oh, went, awesome, man. Watched the watched the Grand Prix. Did family stuff. Played loads of games. I was so busy. It was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, a lot of that, if you like read back what I just said, is like TV based, but I felt, I felt busy.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is like, you've been socialising. And actually... Socialising so takes energy. Even if some are also so- sitting so- there watching so- it. that. Some uh, social. So, all right, fine, fine. Fine, fine, so- fine, so- fine, fine. I, I'm helping you out here. I was, right. I, was giving you, I was giving you a bit
0: of rope. I was giving you a bit of rope. I didn't mean for yeah. you to hang yourself. It was for you to grab one too. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll hang myself. But yeah, any, anyone with BT Sport, go back and watch the first fight on UFC 268 if you like any sort of combat stuff. Absolutely insane. One of the, one of the men, most mental fights I've seen in a very long time. So you vs. China at UFC 268. Go check it out. Um, and that was it. And a lot of games, but we're going to get to that after this week's news, which is very thin, so that we can talk about games. Um, two things, two delays. Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker expansion has been delayed by the huge time period of. Two weeks. Ugh. Oh no. Oh, no,
1: George, it's two weeks so it's puts out of game of the year conversations.
0: It so, does. I, I don't know <laughs> annoyingly, <it. laughs> annoyingly. Annoyingly <laughs> for them. Because they won't I mean, I don't know how much developers like this, like Japanese developers, really care about like Keely's big game of the years thing. But this definitely puts it out of contention for that. And and the by proxy, you know, it won't be a next year's show, because it's gonna be 11.3 11.75 months away you know what i mean like we, if you miss it now if you come out in december after game of the year you're not going to be in next year's game of the year because no of course not then. like buy yeah, is yeah. the thing like yeah you're just you're just out um which kind of sucks but it's still i mean it's better than delaying it for a long time for the people that want to play it and it's better than releasing it with bugs and, and unfinished and, and that's what uh yoshi p came out and said like He's kind of blamed it on himself for the tight schedule and his own selfishness that has caused the delay because he wants it to be really, really good. Um, and yeah, no fair play to him. Come out, he's—I he, I mean, he's technically the game director still, but he's also like the head of uh, all Square Enix online now as well. So he technically oversees 40, uh, eleven as well. So I mean, he says it's his fault because he's the director, but he's just come out and being a nice man. I doubt it's really. He's not doing grub work. It's a team effort to succeed and And fail.
1: He's the face. And Yoshi P's is a sound guy. You know, like, yeah, you you can't really be mad at him. Even if you're a fan of the game, you can't really be mad at him for
0: wanting a better product to be released. I mean. And there are so many games, like, two weeks in the grand scheme of things is fine. And it's an expansion for a game. If you want to play, for, like it's not like if you want to play Modern Warfare Two, just go, and for, just go yeah. and play Modern Warfare Two. Chances are, unless you are absolutely the most addictive person in the world, there is something in that game you haven't played yet. And Even if go, you're addicted, go, do that. just go do another roulette, dudes.
1: do your daily, just do, do, do another it. raid. The whole point of that game is it's about grinding content, you know? Exactly. Like, are you telling me if someone in the world has got on every house,
0: every collectible, every outfit, every yeah, weapon, yeah. you know? It's just, no, nah, that's not some how the game works. Some people, I saw somebody post on the subreddit the other day that like, oh, finally got every job to 80 after picking up the game in June. And people were like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Are you sure it wasn't and, Dan? <laughs> you know, and like, um, and they went back. It's like they didn't use level skips, uh, and he, they they used his playtime and everything, and like he it, it worked out that he played for almost nine hours a day every day since June. So like, wow, that is how long it takes to get everything to eighty, I guess. Uh, don't do that. That guy was is probably got really bad feet <laughs> from not moving. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one? Oh, scurvy or something. <laughs> I was thinking more
1: like the repetitive strain injury from his hand holding a mouse
0: for nine hours a day. Yeah, yeah, do not play one game for nine hours a day every day, unless it's your job, unless you're a professional streamer uh, or a pro. There you go. That's that's when it's allowed. Even then, give yourself weekends, man. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was like literally every day. Absolutely insane. Um, elsewhere on the delay train the uh pokemon tcg live the new app and uh, online version of the car game has been pushed into 2022 and um, it was going to have a soft launch of for canada very soon slash i think like this week next week uh before rolling out to everyone um uh, next month and they've pushed everything back to 2022 because they want it to be a more polished experience at launch um Funnily enough, uh, you know that in every pack you get a code card, in every pack of physical cards, you get a code card to scan, yeah. to use in the online game, uh, the old online game, which are now going to use for this. Uh, Fusion Strike, the new set, came out this week, uh, and all the code cards have got uh, Pokemon TCG Live branding on them. So oh, do download, they? Download oh. the app now and scan this, so as part of the... Apology, they've had to say. Um, in recent Pokemon trading card game products, you may notice branding for for the new card game, which uh, obviously we've pushed back to 2022. That uh, You can still use the codes in the old game, though, and uh, or just hold on to them and use them next year. So they jumped the gun a bit with the promo stuff, but I guess they have to plan and print that so far ahead they, they probably thought they'd be fine. Um, but yeah, that's it, uh, a bit more of a delay. But same again, if you want to play Pokemon, there's ways to play Pokemon, and I'd rather... Something like this, you know, like your Hearthstone, like your Runeterra, like your Magic equivalent, it kind of needs to come out working <laughs> to, to keep people on board. <laughs> Otherwise, they will run back to those games. So you need it to not be crappy on day one. So that's the idea, and that is what they doing.
1: I mean, it's a right choice. It's a right choice. Like, I stand by it. More companies should delay stuff if it's a right
0: choice, you know. Yes, like Halo Infinite.
1: I mean, if this is the thing. I, I want to refer to Halo Infinite as a good example of it, but I can't until we play it.
0: No, once we I've still played, don't. Know, yeah.
1: Once I've played the game, then I can say, okay, the year was clearly worth it. Or yeah. you might be like, ah, no, you were just polishing a turd for a year. <laughs> it's kind
0: of hard to, hard to gauge. Yeah. The whole year's delay is pretty major. Um, from what we've seen, it looks like it's done it very good, but we won't know until December 8th. He says... Very assuredly. I'm pretty sure it's a
1: uh, I mean nobody will remember that in 31 <laughs> days from now. So yeah, we, we can it. It's not like we're on an audio format no where people can like, you know, go back and listen to double check.
0: Exactly. And while we're talking digital card games, you had a thing.
1: Yeah! Legends of Moon Terror, new single player campaign comes out as of this recording. Path of Champions. And they've released oh. they release a little preview trailer for it as well. It look it looks it looks alright, man. It looks alright. I'm yeah. A, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it.
0: Is it like a combination of all the lab stuff they've done before?
1: It looks like they combined the two, but then also allowed you to equip items and cards. So it doesn't look like it's gonna be so random what items certain cards will have. And like there's even like loads of dialogue. You know, like the lab Legends stuff, you had like the really basic dialogue where the boss would say one or two lines at you. There actually seems to be entire conversation trees. There seems to be like choices you can make. Like in one point in the preview, you defeat the uh, Caitlyn when you're playing as Jinx, and you've got a choice whether you're going to imprison her or release her, sort of thing. And then that apparently comes up in the conversation tree later in the middle of another fight. So, it's like, okay, it actually does feel like a single player game bolted on to, you know, a collectible card game. So I'm actually a little bit. Little bit excited now. I've gone from being a bit cautious to I uh, want to play
0: it. Nice, yeah, yeah. I might jump back in. It's, uh, it's I mean,
1: free. it's yeah, exactly. It's free. You don't need any cards. You don't even need to play the game before. Just do this tutorial and bosh, off you go. But I think there's 15 champions on release. Nice. I think only five of those have stories, but the details are a bit sparse. So everything I'm saying right now could be. Could be rumours hidden into facts. I just yeah. don't
0: know. Man, Riot know what they're doing with the whole organisation of stuff, don't they? Really, like Arcane came out after three weeks of Worlds hype building up. The day before the final, the final of Worlds, and now people looking for more Legends of Runeterra content uh, can jump back in solo mode. It's such a cross brand media conglomerate at this point, isn't it? Really, between all their stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoever's leading the entire game studios, they know how to market. You know, they know how to advertise. And the best way to advertise is to get your customers to
0: do it for you. Yeah, definitely.
1: But it helps as well, because I know Jinx is an arcane. I know the trailer showed for Path of Champions was you playing as Jinx as the main champion and playing her story. And you're like, okay, And then it shows you a clip of you flying over Runeterra to different places so you go to Ionia and you're fighting against Lulu. You're going up against Caitlyn. It's like okay. So then it adds more lore to the world because now you can visualize the map a bit better. It's going to show you relationships between different characters, and it's just so clever to try and tie you in. Because I don't give a crap about much of the League properties, but I'm invested in the law now, and that's that's what Runeterra has
0: done in a really. The law has always been weirdly deep and detailed and excessive for the type of game that it is maybe it's one of the reasons why it always held on for so long and why it's been so you know stood the test of time versus other MOBAs that come and go is the 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 characters and the champions that do seem to put a lot of care in and expanding the world and the backstory and like story does progress like in the league world like things happen and champions change and that kind of stuff so it is super interesting the amount of uh, and if you don't care about that, fucking ignore it. Like it doesn't matter. Like you could just play League. Doesn't matter. Absolutely irrelevant. <laughs> but if you want to w- read like a four hundred page wiki on what Ionia is and P V P and Z and blah 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 blah. Like you can also do that. Like it's that they've they've made like the complete game, <laughs> I guess, with League, and then after about ten years of deciding they need they should probably make more games, they are now making more games and more properties and, and trying to expand into other media, I guess. It's it's ridiculous, man. They've got an entire website,
1: universe.legallegends. and oh, it's, it's mad, just mad.
0: it's just stories. It's just yeah, yeah. literal
1: stories. I'm like, some of them are really professionally written, others kind of be like fan fiction. But it's just like how much depth
0: do each of those champions have. You know, yeah, I was not joking when I said 400 page wiki. It is it is it's, excessive. It is a lot. <laughs> I remember finding that website
1: and I went in this giant deep dive into it, barely scratched the surface. You know. It was just like, okay, I'm going to read my favorite characters, read all their stories, and I'm going to walk away from this for now because that is basically a book. I might as well use as a kindle at that point if I'm going to read all that
0: stuff. Yeah, and again, that's they. I mean, it could easily they could do the magic route book every six months or whatever. But like, it's all just free. Just go and read it if you want, and it's it is basically endless if you want to just keep reading. Uh, maybe they'll do books. I don't know. Maybe they'll branch out into that kind of thing. But it doesn't. It doesn't strike me as the kind of company that would write and put out separate novels. Um, maybe some comics. Maybe comics. And
1: it's not like it's Warhammer where they're just gonna hand out their IP to everyone. So it's not like you're gonna get third parties writing many books for them either. Because otherwise you go like the Star Wars Warhammer route where everyone and their dog yeah. can write a story in the universe as long imagine, as Jimmy's signed off. I imagine quite
0: a lot of that wiki was contract work.
1: You no, know, it's a difference between contract work and, you know it's a different life
0: yeah, not that's really. what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. if oh, I approach you really. for a
1: license and said, I want to do this, and you go, Yeah, go ahead. That's a bit different than me going, Okay, I want to write this story, but I need someone to do it for me. You know, it's, it's the same. so them It's a bit pot of kettle, isn't it? It's yeah. so There's minimal. a slight technical difference. Okay, fine, yeah, fine, yeah, fine, yeah. fine, fine, fine. fine. You know I've never considered them. They're basically the same, <laughs> except one person's <laughs> leading it and the other one, the company's leading it. Yeah. No.
0: Which is crazy. Well, anyway, that's enough from. The League universe, um, but yeah, there's there's a lot to watch and do with League currently. Where you at, Dota? What you got? Fucking Valve
1: <laughs> first to market. This is a this is a weird thing, League of Legends. I'm not a big League of Legends fan. I get that, but they're not even first to market, and yet somehow they're doing this well. It's
0: yeah, they were the first huge. I thought Dota mass. was the first huge. Dota then... was first. Yeah, then the developers of. Dota, some of the developers of Dota span off and made League, and then Dota 2 came out, I believe, as well, which was uh, Icy Frog. I think they were pretty much at the same time, but League massively gained uh, like mainstream attention a lot quicker. I think I mean League is the biggest video game in the world, like c- consistently, but it's also not the like never talked about. It's like weirdly, it's in that weird nexus where. Somewhere in the globe, hundreds of millions of people play this game. But, like, it doesn't show up on mainstream games media. It doesn't show up anywhere. It's just kind of ticks by making Riot billions and billions of dollars. And, like, people go to live events to watch it. And there are fans of teams that wear, like, jerseys of Fnatic and Edward Gaming. And all those, like, it's absolutely massive, but also really quietly massive. Uh, And then Dota is just massive, but also... Very, like, even more quiet. Nobody really cares about it.
1: <laughs> I kind of liken it to Magic a bit because, like, Magic's probably up there as one of the most played board and card games of all time. But whatever people think of popular board games and card games, Magic doesn't usually come into the conversation. I think it's because it's probably one of those games that's almost a hobby game in itself. Like, you don't have to be a video gamer to play League of Legends, mm. you might just play League of Legends. No, that can be that's your only video game, yeah. yeah. And same yeah. with Magic, like, a lot of people who play Magic. Yeah, it kind of falls under the board game umbrella, but they would never consider it being a board game. For them, it's just it's magic. So obviously, I different like the scales one, here. Big, very different scales here.
0: Yeah, I mean, the one small difference I would say there is that any video game that comes out as a MOBA, even though like League and Dota characterise the genre essentially, you talk about them as a MOBA, not as a league like. It's like, you, you talk about MOBAs, you know what a MOBA is, a moba is a genre, blah, 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 blah. Like, like you had an FPS, you wouldn't be like, oh, it's a place like Doom. It's like the MOBA genre has succeeded League, whereas every one-on-one card game that comes out physical is still like, eh, it's not as good as Magic. Or, oh, yeah, this is how different it is to Magic. Hmm. I don't think that's a point worth making. Anyway, <laughs> I just uh, 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 it sounded interesting in my head, it's like, but it's such a small, completely pointless thing. Let's move on. Let's well, move I, on. Why, what why the fuck have w- I just said?
1: Why are we both just arguing semantics today? <laughs> what have I just said? I wasn't <laughs> even
0: arguing. i was just no, a point no, I made for no reason that was really uninteresting, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you were talking about the semantics and the difference uh, between uh, you know, oh, them. Like, uh, what the uh, fuck?
0: Jesus Christ. Uh, Sorry, guys. Let's move on to <laughs> games we've been playing. Uh, I actually had like one more No, The next news story is rubbish as well. So let's move on to games we've been playing. We've got a lot of games to talk about. Let's talk about games. Chris has got games. I've got games. Keep on the road. Keep the show on the road. Let's do one-on-one. One.
1: Let's do one-on-one because one, we've
0: both got games. Right. Did, did you want to go well, first? I think, I think we've both got one big one and then... I mean, that's, it that's me, what well. I was thinking. We we'll do one and one if we've
1: got time. There's a couple of smaller ones I can chat on. So, right, so you go first. I got to play. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. The game. Got
0: to get, get that Marvel in there.
1: Oh, uh, annoyingly, it's technically called Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's how yeah. you separate it from the the movie and the comics and blah. But yeah, there's I-
0: uh, Spider Man on the PS4. It's called Marvel's Spider Man.
1: Yeah, they are making sure to have that. <laughs> right up there, yeah.
0: really done. I like how Marvel is it? School.
1: Oh, I completed it. Nice. I... <laughs> Damn, man! <laughs> yeah, Sam, you know what I said. I didn't do much over the weekend. Yeah, I might have just lost myself in it. A... Please don't look up how long it takes. I, I, know, I know, how long it takes.
0: I... My <laughs> like, like, my favorite website is how long to be. I absolutely love it. It's but... it's a fourteen
1: to twenty hours, depending on how much you faff around. Yeah. I think average playtime is about 18 to 20 hours.
0: Um I, yeah, I, average 17. Main plus extras 20. Completionist
1: uh, 24. I mean I didn't do anything except the main story.
0: Okay. I,
1: so I, I mainlined that like an alcoholic who hasn't drunk in years. You know, I I just plugged it straight in there and that was it. Uh, so it's a surprisingly good game. First yeah. Point.
0: Funnily
1: enough. Yeah, because I've been wanting to play it ever since. Because uh, I was so I was so cold about the idea of a Square Enix studio. In this case, it's Iris Montreal doing another Marvels game after Avengers. I was just convinced that it was going to be garbage. I remember when we first watched that 15 minute gameplay trailer and them talking about the game. It was such a, like a switch for me going from I couldn't give an absolute toss to, huh? Well, th- this is this looks like it's up my alley. Yeah. So I was on the fence about buying it, ended up buying it on Xbox, not a Game Pass game. So this one, you know, paid legitimate coin for, which which felt different. And uh, I've got to say, man, I was blown away. I was blown away. It's not perfect. Yeah, you know, It's not a 10 out of 10 game. But I think for what I wanted from it and what I got from it, I'm pretty satisfied. You know, it's... <clears throat> Trying to work out where to start here. I, like It's too early to go into spoilers, but there are some parts of the story which are a bit weak, other parts of the story which are amazing, and other parts of the story that are just so, so hilariously weird and out there. Like, the game does a really good job of foreshadowing as well. Like There'd be like little like dialogue and conversations behind the scenes between the Guardians, and there's little nuggets of what's going to happen later in the game tucked away in their back and forth. If you're not paying attention, you don't. You know, you might have missed that piece of information, and suddenly eight hours later, something happens. You're like, oh, they 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 said this in passing earlier, and it makes you feel really smart as well, and it makes you feel rewarded for investing your time into the conversations they're having. So they did a really good job on the foreshadowing for the story for a start, but it's like a Mass Effect type game in a lot of ways. Like I don't know how much you've seen of the way the game plays outside of combat. But you have a lot of different choices and stuff you can make. And there's certain types of choices that have effects on the end of the game. There's certain minor choices that will just make some scenes a little bit easier and harder. And some choices that have absolutely no impact on the game, except for, like, you know, your own entertainment. So it reminded me a bit of, like, the Paragon Renegade kind of good versus evil conversation you could do in Mass Effect franchise. And it didn't help as well that you're playing a ridiculous sci-fi game with frenetic combat random abilities, you know, you can use grab bombs to hold people in place using one of the rocket special abilities or use groups finds to hold someone down and then while they're down stagger them, Final Fantasy 15 style or seven remake style to then pound them while they're down on the ground. It's it was a bit of an odd game,
0: but worked really nicely. Nice. To it's, take to, to take one quick like small step back. Single player, offline Story driven, absolutely nothing like Avengers, right? Nothing like Avengers. It's literally
1: a third-person adventure game, action adventure game, where you're playing as the Guardians, but you only ever control Peter Quill. At no point do you physically control any of the other party. They just fight alongside you and use their abilities using shortcuts. So, like you know, uh, like left bumper BB, for example, would be like one of Drax's abilities, or left B Y would be a different one, stuff like right, that. Right, yeah. But nothing like Avengers, no microtransactions, no reason to spend money. I think there's a couple cosmetics you can buy from like a pre-order perspective. But I don't nothing like Avengers. Not on execution, not in what it's trying to achieve. It was very much wanting to tell a story which was kind of its own. It's not part of the MCU either, I should say. It's it is its own guardian story. That's not the comics. It's not the MCU, but it's like an amalgamation of both. I was going to
0: say, I wonder if it is a, a comic storyline or not. It's,
1: no, it's an amalgamation. Oh, it. They were saying a lot of the time, a lot of the characters' designs were based off the comic book characters. So all of the artistic design, they went with the characters' first outfits. They're all iDOS Montreal originals. They aren't reskins of comic books. So they're slightly tweaked for what the game wanted to do. And then you unlock all the Guardians of the Galaxy MCU skins if you want to play as those skins. But like some of the dynamics between the characters felt very much like James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, like the way that Drax is very dry, but he doesn't really get like idioms and sarcasm very well. Like one of the first bits, you go into each of the rooms in the ship in the Milano and Drax just has a book on how to understand sarcasm laying open on his bed. Nice. And like, like, just little bits of attention to detail, like that, that really cracked me up. You know, like Rocket's that kind of like bickery character. You know, he's a bit moany sometimes and gets in my head. Gets in my head because he just doesn't shut the up. You know, group's group. You know, calm, passionate group. Easy. And like, it's like they took the best parts of the movie in the way that the the dynamic of the family was, and then put that into a different world with all the other supporting characters from the comic book series. And that's why I called it amalgamation of the two. I think it takes the best of both to make its own little unique thing inside the Guardians yeah. universe. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it, it goes play, it goes places. It goes, it go I'm trying not to bounce back and forth, but where the game's so fresh in my mind, and where there's so much I loved, it's. It's hard to just focus on one part because every time I mention a small thing, I naturally want to then move into. oh, actually, you know, I'm just talking about the little like attention to detail and stuff like that with the book of sarcasm. You know, you, you, you just get all these little nuggets of information and all these little items that have no collectible reasons to be there. They don't do anything; they're just there for dialogue. So you naturally just pick up these items, and it just opens up dialogue trees where you learn about Gamora's backstory. Or in this timeline, where Drax is actually the one who killed Thanos, not the Avengers and stuff like that, and that's not part of the story, by the way. That's like explained very early on, just in case that was a bit spoilerific.
0: Yeah,
1: but just to give an idea, it's like that's how that's where the game decides to be its own entity, you know. And for me, who only knows Guardians from the MCU, not from the comics, I, I was never a comic guy. I really liked the way they did it, where it felt comfortable but also felt new enough that I instantly wanted to go and buy some of the Guardians of the Galaxy comics to to see more of these characters and see
0: more of that universe. Yeah, the Guardians comics are cool. So if it's like pulling on that kind of stuff, then that seems really, really really cool. Does it... um, Does that give any indication if there's going to be more like DLC chapters or anything like that? There's an end credit sequence because it wouldn't be a Marvel property without an end
1: credit sequence that you could assume a sequel's coming from but not like not like an obvious sequel. It's one of those that just left enough threads loose of going well what's going to happen now but I'm not ever telling you what would happen so I reckon if it commercially is a success I think on average it's getting like 81-82% on uh, like Metacritic and stuff like that Yeah. so there's a good chance that they're definitely going to make a sequel to it in a few years but I think in the short term there's going to be DLC because I think it's also one of those worlds where you could do any DLC you wanted. Do you want them to go fight a random monster, or do you want them to go on some ridiculous fetch quest that just goes from bad luck to bad luck? The world and the characters lends itself to that freedom of do whatever we want for these characters because it all works, you know. Yeah, if you want a psychic dog, so I have you know people time traveling and going to each other's minds and stuff like that in the Guardians world, and because it's always like galaxy events, it all works. You know, at no point did I have to suspend my disbelief because the whole thing is fucking ridiculous. So you know, none of it felt like it was going too far, even when some of the characters I introduced were even even more out
0: there than I expected. Is uh, Astro in it?
1: Uh, do you mean Cosmo?
0: Cosmo, sorry. Yeah. He is. Fucking, lo- yeah.
1: Fucking love, love Cosmo. Me. Best boy, mate. Cosmo's the best boy. <laughs> you is know? he
0: the uh, like, leader of a space station that's shaped like a skull?
1: Uh, leader of Nowhere. Yes, he is. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what got I mean, everything, Got everything I need from Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Because <laughs> I don't know the comics, you know, like I've, I've heard of some of those characters just through being with people like yourself when you talk about it. <laughs> but like, it just brings in some really. Like, is there
0: a character called Hellbender? Does that mean anything to you? Uh, no, I've, I've not read too many Guardian stuff. I've only got the first three collections of the newer print. It's.
1: They just in- keep introducing characters and like there's little moments where it's just lore tucked away inside lore. But the game yeah. never forces you to explore it. You just you kind of always choose to at like a leisurely pace. Yeah. And that's the way the game manages downtime. Because it's so frenetic when you get into I touched on the combat a little bit. But when you get into like the combat and the actual action, it's so constant. And you know, the video I sent you, I don't know if you watched it, where it's just it's Always stuff happening. There's always little events on the screen. There's always combos and abilities you need to pull off. That when you get to those moments where you just walk around the Milano between chapters chatting to your teammates, it's incredibly satisfying to have that, like the high and the low. But the low is like really well written, that the characters become more endearing and you follow them on the journey as they go from being these selfish ex criminals into being part of a family, which they all need. And it's, it's kind of heartwarming in a sense as well, because you do really engage with them. The game's long enough that I felt that I engaged so much of them all that I, I wanted their relationships to succeed, even though I knew they would succeed. That's a worst spot. I knew they would succeed, but I was still
0: excited when they did succeed. You know, it's. Yeah. Awesome. Is there Adam Warlock in it? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's so cool. Uh, he's definitely going to be a big part in the third movie. Yeah, the way they
1: portray Adam Warlock in the game, he's such a douchebag. He's just. Because, of course, he's a. You know, because of. I don't want to say too much about it, especially he's come up in a movie. No, I don't. Yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Because exactly, exactly, of the type like, of character he is in the game and the way they portray him, he's always coming out with these sentences that just sound like somebody's just spat out a thesaurus, picked a bunch of words that have alliteration, and then called
0: it a sentence. Yeah, he goes through some arcs that. <laughs> so that's, that's what's interesting like he's a, he's an interesting character who is yeah mostly a dick um yeah i just i, I wonder where they're going to go with him in the movie and how he was in the game it's quite interesting He's one of those that like depending on which which comic they took him from it, it, it completely defines like who he is as a character and what what he's you know how helpful i guess i should say he is
1: Ah oh, man i'd love to talk more about that with you but I think that's going to, have to be a, no, no, no. That's going to be a right, conversation in right. a couple yeah, yeah. of months once the game's had time to sit. You know, there's there's a lot of moments in this game which I would, if, if outside this podcast, you said to me, I'm never going to play it, Chris. Hit me with some of the epic moments, spoilers that's included. I, play I it, could,
0: absolutely.
1: I, uh, I probably recommend it. You know, knowing what I know now about the game, maybe I'm biased as well. Like, okay, I've got to say all of this with a pinch of salt. You know, I think a lot of the game and its humour it, it, and writing is aimed towards our generation. You know, you know a lot of the music and stuff. It's all eighties, seventies, eighties rock music with a few pop songs mixed in there. You know, the humour can be a bit dry sometimes. It's it's sometimes I'm trying to work out is the game as cool as I think it is, or is it mm. just because I think it's cool because it fits into what I actually like. And that's hard because that's very subjective, you know. Like I found the game funny. I found the writing endearing and witty. You know, there were small moments where it would be a very dry scene, and then just a throwaway comment as somebody says that's not even the focus of the conversation would actually
0: crack me up. That's what I mean with good writing. You know, it was a, it's the well, yeah, it's the Ready Player One Nexus that we all enjoyed it the first time we read it, and then you look back and you realize it's absolutely trash. But it's just an absolute vomit spew of references <laughs> and quotes and ref and things to a specific time when we were growing up that we were like yeah this is this is cool this is referencing things i know uh and i still go i still enjoy it now it's still a pulpy okayish book i mean but it is just written horribly and uh i feel like quite a lot of guardian stuff does fall into that trap it's not to say it's not enjoyable because i do like the gardens a lot and as i say i've got some of the comic books enjoy all the movies absolutely love it but I think, uh, sometimes it does lean too much into hell yeah 80s reference yeah star yeah like that kind of that kind of yeah stuff I, c- at, I can see at, at that the behest of good writing like it's not good writing to churn out four quotes in a row of like something else that make you go like oh man i remember i remember the good old days when that was like that's not good writing but it is you know we're the age bracket for all this stuff, luckily. So <laughs> the, the it's, game it's, is
1: the game is guilty of that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, not all the time, but there are definitely moments where he'd make a reference to something. And sometimes, okay, I said earlier about not suspending my disbelief, but sometimes the pop culture references I feel were not in timeline with when he was on Earth before he got picked up by Yondu. So he's making a reference. I'm thinking that reference is an early '90s reference. Didn't he get picked up in the '80s? You know, like it's that's the parts where sometimes you like you chose. The pop culture reference and removed all logic, and that for me was just like, okay, this is bad. You know, that's not even a nod. That's just lazy. I think that's what you're getting at. Sometimes the pop culture references are just lazy writing. You know, why make something new and intelligent and clever when we can just go, do you remember that thing?
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember that thing. Yeah, that thing was cool.
1: (laughs) Ha 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 ha. I remember. One hour later. (laughs) So I I think, unfortunately, with a game being of 20 hours and because, you know, because of the subject matter it does cover, there are going to be moments that are just not for everyone. But I think that's okay as well. If you're trying to write humor, you know, every joke's not going to land on every person. That's just physically impossible, you know. But then that doesn't stop you trying to, you know. Like the guy, like with Sunset Overdrive, like Sunset Overdrive was pretty cool, but you always found that game a lot cooler than I did. You know, I remember when it first came out, you vibed really hard on what a game was doing.
0: Oh I no! That, no 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 no! The, the writing thought... and the comedy of that game was terrible. Like I thought you
1: I, vibed well hard in that. I bounced off it really quickly.
0: No, I absolutely loved the gameplay. I thought it was a really cool game to play, but the over the top, yeah, sick dude. Like it, that, it was really bad. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, can, I can use this comparison then. Because I, I, I chose not to use this comparison because I thought you liked it, to and I didn't wanna, it. I didn't want to come across like <laughs> as being a dick. Fine. Okay, with Sunset Overdrive, what I got frustrated at was they were trying to be cool, but it felt like old man yelling at a cloud trying to be cool. It didn't feel like somebody who understood what they wanted to do. It felt like somebody was like, oh, yeah, my, me and my fellow kids would like this. What well, I felt with Guardians of the Galaxy, I actually found the game was quite cool. I felt like it was more effortless, effortlessly cool, rather than corporate force
0: cool. You know if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. I feel like Sunset Overdrive tried to try to do the Tony Hawks, like a- above and beyond. Like we're trying to make it, you know, like cool plus, like where it's so stupid, it's like taking the piss out of the culture that it's from, kind of thing. Uh, and it just did not land whatsoever in Sunset Overdrive. Really good game to play. Really fun. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And they're going to remake it, hopefully. And it was really, really good fun. But. Yeah, they'll remake it for PlayStation. It's, it, it's yeah. yeah, not not yeah. not a cool vibe at all. <laughs> no, 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 cool, no. I'm glad, no. glad it was good. I'm glad it was good. Are you going to like do it again or whatever or more achievements or blah, blah, blah?
1: I don't know. I mean, a part of me would like to, to play it again. But because it is just a single story. There isn't actually much drive to do so. Like there's a new game plus at the end of it. There's like a chapter select. And like some of the major choices, I lucked out and did all the major choices correctly. So technically I had the best ending without knowing that I'd achieved the best ending. But I think that's because I was in Peter Gruel's headspace, you know, I I knew Yeah, yeah, you you have to answer the questions if you're Peter Quill Exactly, that's exactly it the moment I got into Peter Quill's character all of the little conversation stuff were much easier (coughs) to pass and much easier to understand but it's pretty linear man like the game is quite linear it's it's unashamedly linear as well there's no open world there's no side quests you know most missions start with you in the Milano then you do some stuff things happen and then next mission starts you're back in the Milano again and there's some space combat in the game, but like you get to fly around the Milano a few points and it actually feels really tight. Like the controls felt good. It felt really fun to fly. And it's like, I think maybe like 20 minutes of a 20 hour game, you get to personally fly the Milano. And it's like, why have you spent so much time doing these mechanics and that gameplay to then have it being so limiting in the game where it's not actually relevant? It felt a little bit weird in some ways like that. And like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I've got a couple gripes. I do have a couple gripes. And that just got me onto my main one. Do you remember in the 360 days and the PS3 days where every single time you get in an elevator or it's basically a loading screen in disguise? Or every time you decided to have a slow walk while having a conversation like in Gears with a hole in the headpiece and it's just a loading screen in disguise? This game... This game has got. I'm guessing it's because it has to be cross-compatible between PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X. But the one they used too much in this game was small, tight corridors that you had to slide through, and like you know, like you oh, shimmy no, through no, like no. a really tight corridor oh, to go through a cave while oh, it's in the cave. <laughs> oh my! Crying out loud, so many of them, so many of them, to the point that once I realised that they were probably hiding loading screens. i just start getting wound up with how often they were going on. And they did a quite good job because the characters are always in dialogue with each other. And even when you walk around, the characters will just be narrowing away and there's always conversations. So you could tell they tried using the conversation to cover it up, which I admire them trying to do. But after doing about 50, 60 of those bloody leaning through tight corridors, I was just, the animation was boring. I was exhausted. You know, it was... Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. It was like Outriders was the most recent example of them using that corridor crawl to get through when you went from location to location.
0: Yeah. But that was that was it was so super weird in Outriders because you could clearly see the map was there. And it might just be like, here's a jump. And you could even skip the cutscene to trans to transition. So it's not like it was loading it, it was just fucking dumb. <laughs> <sighs> do
1: you know what else do you know else really sucked from that generation? That should have died. QTEs, quick time events. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, quick time events are in this game, and uh, it can be appa- okay. Apparently, in the accessibility options, you can remove the quick time events, which I found out after I completed it. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, if you want to play it, I'd probably just recommend just turning them off. They don't add anything to the game. They just, you
0: know. No, I am. Um, most games that have those accessibility options, which should be all of them, I always turn the uh the like hammer press ones into like press and hold because I mean, i'm not going to sit there and just batter my controller for 30 seconds and make loads of noise like fuck that i'm, I'm past i'm past hammering x to move a boulder i'm just going to hold the button and watch me <laughs> punch the <laughs> boulder chris come right. on punch the no, boulder <laughs> no, i'm done so anytime i can turn it into press and hold i will uh <laughs> yeah. i don't often turn them off completely like i want to do at least like something, I guess, but Mm -hmm. really they don't add too much.
1: They don't add much in this game, and sometimes even during the combat, there'll be almost like quick-time events in the middle of combat, like let's say, for example, that Drax has just picked one of the characters up, all of a sudden if you press the quick-time event quick enough, mid-combat, bear in mind at this point you're using two to four of your triggers simultaneously while using analog sticks for camera and movement. So already yeah. your hand's feeling a bit claw oh, And then all of a sudden, a wild Y just comes up and you're like, Ugh! and you know, the animation looks cool and they've got these flare attacks. It all looks really pretty. And from like a, I, I took a few videos on the console because it looked fucking gorgeous. But simultaneously, the first few times, I just couldn't register what was on the screen because there was too much going on. Like, I don't even know if you guys watching that video if much of it made sense. Because it's just so much going on constantly yeah. to its benefit and detriment, depending if you're playing or watching. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, combat's all right. Combat's pretty linear. It's more of a strategic game using your characters. Yeah. So, but actually, flying around as Krill was a bit like, yeah. And your characters hit like bloody noodles unless you use a special abilities. So it's a bit like, okay. You know? The combat wasn't that hard either. Fair enough. But, cool. all in all, all in all, uh, yeah, I Pick would probably recommend it. It lived up to a little bit of the hype. And so far, October has been nailing it
0: for games. If you had to give it a score out of 10 right now without thinking about it. Eight. It Fair enough. Yeah, eight out of 10. Good Great chip. game. Great game.
1: There's a few things that could be done better. The sound. Oh my God, the sound. Okay, sorry. I do have to say for the sound just quick. Oh, My best to be brief. The sound in that game is awesome. The, the, the audio director, I'm going to butcher his name. So sorry, it's Steve Chuka, Ch- Chukapowski. He ended up writing an entire album, like a heavy metal album, by a fake band called Star-Lord. And then they had that entire fake album that the audio director made as part of the soundtrack to the game. So like, no. cool. the fact they actually made their own rock music, rock band, you can find on Spotify and everything as part yeah. of the game soundtrack alongside licensed music. You know, there's something super satisfying about you getting in a fight, you use one of the special mechanics called Huddle, a song will turn on your tape player, and you just don't know what licensed song you're going to get. Is it going to be Iron Maiden? Is it going to be Wham? Is it going to be Rick Astley? It was Rick Astley. (laughs) (laughs) So That's pretty cool. It it made these really funny moments where you couldn't predict the tone of the fight. And, like, it was. I had some really bad moments where it didn't synergize, and you're like, okay, whatever. It had some moments where the f- music that came on via the licensed track was so fitting to the exact yeah. moment you were in the fight that it felt like it felt like they just pumped the music directly into your veins at the perfect moment to make it even more exciting. So yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a yeah. half out of ten. Yeah, the music gives it another half step. Easy. The music was <laughs> the music
0: was on point. Yeah, fair enough. Eight and a half out of ten for Gardens of the Galaxy. Uh, we need to move on because. A, time. B, I also played a new video game. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't even know what this is yet. I have been playing Metroid Dread on the Switch. <gasps> oh, mate, have you? I, <laughs>
1: I'm i a little I've, bit jealous. I,
0: yeah. I have finished Metroid Dread <laughs> on <the> Switch. <laughs> it's so short, man. It's so short. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I really wanted to finish. I'm on the last boss and I had to, I had to stop. Um... I am on the last boss of Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread is the new 2D Metroid game on the Nintendo Switch Entertainment System. Probably not what it's called. Uh, It is a sequel, (laughs) inexplicably, to Metroid Fusion, which came out 19 years ago. So, okay. Um, it it opens with a lot of like this game is so old school, and it, it opens like a SNES game, where it's you know. The story is the text along the bottom with pictures in the background, you know the stuff. The oh of- my god, Streets of Rage style. Yeah. The beginning of every SNES game. I mean, that was a mega joy game, but you get the idea. Um and it basically explains the plot of Metroid Fusion, what happened, where you're going, and then as everything happens, you crash land and you come to a new planet, and uh, there are then new enemies which turn out to be, oh, it's the old enemies again, but different. Um, and yeah, as far as I, I, I'm loath to call it a Metroidvania because it's literally Metroid. Uh, it's, it's 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 Metroid. It's just a good Metroid game. It's a very good Metroid game, I should say. It is uh, enjoyable. It plays really well, and you can finish it even if you're super busy in two days.
1: <laughs> oh my days! Okay, I'm really I'm really excited you played that because yeah. I listened to the Fire cast, and actually, all three of them in the week, the recent episode, played it. And yeah, it actually, sounds a
0: lot more engaging than I thought it was. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, essentially, it's the Metro game that the, the Metroid fans have wanted for 20 years because, it, since Fusion, that we've had all three Prime games, and one was fine. I'm not the biggest Metro Prime fan. I, I thought they were a bit clunky and a bit slow. Um, we've had remakes. We've had Zero Mission. We've had Samus Returns. We've had Blah 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 blah. Turns out you just make another Metroid that goes sideways and you can have a good game. Uh <laughs> and it's similar stuff, like land on a planet, you instantly meet a big bad dude, he smacks you down, and suddenly you're like in some underground cavern, lost all your abilities, and then you have to progress through it, beat enemies, get new abilities get a rocket launcher and then that blows up things and you get your morph ball so you can get into small holes and then you get an upgraded laser so you can shoot the upgraded laser blocks and it's literally like oh this block is green i need to wait until i get the upgrade that my laser is green to to shoot that and then the next one is blue and essentially it's just power up power up power up up. and now i'm like ridiculously strong like when you get to the end of the game it is really fun you can basically fly you can electrocute things you can fire ice rockets you can set super bombs It's, it's absolutely mad um it takes a while to get there like the 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 churn up to that is slow until about two-thirds through the game and then it's ridiculous you just get like power 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 but the the, the last six you get um maybe like 10 minutes apart each it's just here's stuff, stuff, stuff 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 and by then I thought that I was doing like the mini boss stuff. Okay. I didn't have many like quit and resume kind of things through there. So it really was just like churning through and, and getting new abilities and smashing it. Um, the map is what you would expect from one of these games. It is, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's large and it's intertwined quite a lot. Or you can kind of, if you go into it and it colors blocks in the, you know, uh, you know, this is the wave beam door. This is a, blah blah door but until you have those powers it just says question marks if you go to a map and it's got question marks on it you know you can't break that yet and you can kind of see paths through each area where it's like okay this is where i'm going now because i can't go through there i can't go through there and there's set teleport points between the like six areas and then it's like it's weirdly linear for a map that seems so big really because like yeah because things are so sealed off but you don't realise it. Like, it's like, oh, where do I go? Where do I go? And then it's kind of like, okay, well, the teleport dropped me here. You really, there's not much to any backtracking. As soon as I realised that, which was about a third through the game, I was like, the first the first bit, you get the first ability, and you're like, oh, I need to go back a few rooms to see what I can blow up, and I need to go here, and blah, 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 blah. When you realise, like, kind of, you just go where, if you go where it points you, like, and then when you get the new ability it'll you'll go to like the nearest teleport point and then that takes you to a specific point in the next area and then you can look at the map and okay i've been here i've been here okay there, here's the thing in this area that hasn't been blocked off from like a boss smashing or something or anything that's got the new ability door that i can get through and then you go to and then you progress and then you kind of do that through the whole game um now i it's i'm like at the very end it's kind of open i can like i've got like a my suit can resist hot and cold. I can go in any room. I can, like, as I said, I can basically fly and you know, go wherever I like. But it's still the teleport points are specific points. So you go to an area, and it's this one is an elevator to here, and then you have to go all the way through that area, and then this one goes to here in this area. And sometimes you can't like connect between them. You can't just go somewhere, clear out the whole thing, go somewhere else, clear out the whole thing. It's kind of weirdly. I, I felt the second half of the game was like strangely linear, but like fake linear. It was trying to make it seem like you could go anywhere, but it was. Like, Guiding you through
1: yeah um, like uh, you can go this way but it's actually only
0: collectible or maybe a little bit of money or health potion you know but Can't not even now like, it, really? it's just like it's just like pointless like if you it like the thing is like you could go somewhere and there's like oh there's four different ways to go and it's like okay well i've been it's an area i've been to and it's like oh i could backtrack in rooms i've not been to, to just try and see what new blocks i can blow up but like really if you want to progress you just go the one the one way you've not been yet and then every every time it placed you somewhere or every time it's this kind of interconnected map world. But it was always like, okay, I know I, I can go there. That's the way I need to go. And I could mosey around and try and get like uh, life capsules and missile upgrades. But really, if you just want to truck on, it's that way. <laughs> Which is weird. It, it, it doesn't seem... I thought like these games were more open in the past. Um, but, I mean, the way it is crafted is ingenious. It, it is because it seems like an open world that through smart level design kind of guides you through the whole thing um and the gameplay is rock solid really good fast pace um bosses are ingenious some of the best and hardest bosses in metro games um the, the story's quite cool as well it's, it's an interesting story as i say it follows on from fusion which was 20 years ago and i've not played it since then so the recap at the beginning was quite handy. And, um, <laughs> Could you imagine they
1: <laughs> didn't put it? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. yeah it be like,
0: oh, my God. This happened on Planet XDR. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, but there are these these things. So you crash down, and there these there's these six robots called the Emmy, And they are essentially invincible. And there are areas where they are, and they can climb on the walls, climb through holes, climb on the ceiling. And if they run into you, you die. Um, you have... Like two chances when they catch you to counter, because you've got a counter move in this where they like flash. But it is so deliberately, minimally tight. And the animation, there's about 10 different animations. So you never know which one you're going to get, which time to counter it. The chances are you're going to die. But you do have that like one in 10 chance, one in 20 chance. If they do catch you, you can just counter and get out of it. Uh, it doesn't kill it, then you have time to like run away. And then there are certain points in the story where you find a like powered laser and then you go back into the area, you blow it up, and then the laser dissipates, and then you kind of have to do that multiple times to get through. Um those sections are it's like a cross between stealth and and action. It's it's like it's like really weird because if they obviously if they catch you then you're dead. But it is like frenetic and like, oh my God, if they if they see you and then they start chasing you and you've got to you have to run away. And it's like that really uh pressured situation to try and get away and then you come back with the fat laser and blow them the fuck up and it's really really satisfying
1: <laughs> yeah I can imagine that being
0: super satisfying being hunted down by your own like nemesis
1: or tyrant to finally take them out it's always satisfying
0: yeah and they're quite cool as an enemy a kind of recurring enemy Um, there's, there's some of the mini bosses are recurring quite a lot as well there's one you have to do like three or four times there's one that's like a little robot guy and then you fight one of them, then you fight two of them and then you fight two of them again and then you fight another one and it's like, okay. Um, but it's fun. And each time it's like, you've got new tools and you've got different stuff. You've got a super laser, I have got a super bomb. And now I can fire, yeah, ice rockets that freeze stuff and can literally like morph ball with shock rolling just fly through the air like the old screw ball is it a screw screw attack yeah, i think yeah, it's yeah. called yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the screw attack yeah i yeah, mean yeah.
1: i only know samus was super smash bros
0: so I mean, all of these moves are super oh, you familiar get yeah. you get it all you get it all you get everything it's everything it's, it's, yeah <laughs> it's like two exactly. two of metroid fucking power ups it's just the same shit that's always been in all of these games um but yeah i i really like it um sound design is as uh, is, is good music's good atmospheric there's not too much to it um the controls i mean the controls are responsive and snappy but because you have so much stuff and it is a lot of bumpers and other bumpers and other buttons and stuff like combining together um luckily as i say i play this game in like two days or maybe three days if I if you put this down, I it, I think it would be really tough to come back to. So yeah, I can, run, I can see that you're yeah. running along. So you're running along. You're running along. You shoot, shoot is shoot, and you can shoot and run. But if you hold down uh, left bumper, then that anchors you so that then the left stick you can uh, like 360 degree aim. So then you're 360 degree aiming, whilst you're standing still, and you can either shoot or you can hold down shoot to charge shot. Okay, charge shot. But then it, whilst you're holding that, if you then hold right bumper, then it turns into rockets. So instead of charge shot, you've then got rockets. But instead of right bumper, if you hold right trigger, <laughs> it, it's then your grapple beam. So you're holding your, <laughs> you're holding your left bumper to stand still. You're holding your right trigger to grapple beam. Then you use the left stick to point in the direction you want to point it in. Then you press fire. So you hold, now you're holding four buttons. And then that grapple points. And then you zip over to the grapple point. And then you're swinging left to right. And then you're like, which fucking... What... what, what what finger do I let go to, to, I want to keep swinging, but then I have to press jump, which is another, button. I can't press five buttons. Like it's, it's like kind Interesting. of, it is yeah. a little bit of like, the fuck is yeah. going on. Um, and then later on it's like, oh yeah, so left bumper, you point the laser and then right bumper turns it into the rockets. And then if you hold that, it charges the rockets and so I've got charged rockets. And then you've got the morph ball and then the morph ball can lay bombs. And then the morph ball can also, if I do morph ball plus right bumper plus bomb, it does uh, cross bomb, right uh morph ball plus hold right bumper charges bomb and then you press the button instead of holding the button then it does a super bomb and it's like fuck me <laughs> there's so much going on uh i and i i just because i've played it so much in the last two days and not even so much probably about seven hours um i can just rule off that off my head if i if i didn't play it this week and i came to it over the weekend and i just loaded up this last boss where i was at i would get just absolutely destroyed i would you'd just get lost in the number of you buttons. You have to relearn yeah. the controls again. Ha- I'd Probably have to go away. You know, it's five, ten minutes, but still, it's... It wouldn't be long, yeah. but I wouldn't be able to jump in that bus. I'd have to, like, go back a few screens, like, shoot some stuff, and, and try and, you know, get in. But, I mean, that's these games. That's what happens when you get all these powers and you get all this stuff. You get super powerful and you have options, and that's, you know, that's the limitations of the Switch and the Switch does controller, it, which is the limitations of every controller. That's just the buttons, but it's... Does it have
1: yeah. limited... Because I'm, I'm comparing it to other Metroidvanias... And like stain, for example, I'm pretty certain you could only have three at a time. And that way you didn't have access to all your abilities at all times. Nah. Do you, do you just get do you just get access to everything? Yeah. Because even Sorry. Ori, when we played Ori, that was like limited move selection and limited you know, you had to pick different skills to match different situations and swap in and out in the menus. Nah, this, so, it just it just adds. Adds adds adds. Is that better or worse? I mean I can see benefits to both, like you yeah, feel like sometimes you feel like if you've got four fingers on the shoulders plus your two thumbs plus sometimes you also want to have a
0: finger available for like yeah. the padded buttons you know like the claw is one thing and this is like super claw yeah you know? I will say that that example of where I was swinging across and like I literally I did not know what button to look up and then I like I just let go of everything I fall off and then I had to shoot it again but then in oh. midair I'm doing uh, left left bumper right trigger. Left stick point at the next point along and shoot, and then hold shoot to make sure I do. It, it was ridiculous. Um, it's it's fun to be this powerful and have everything. Like if you if you wanted to use something, you've got the button. You just do it. There's no menu. There's no in, There's no switching upgrades. Like it's there, and that's kind of cool. As far as like smoothness of gameplay, I think equipping a loadout would probably be better. As I say, a lot of the stuff though, like you go from missile, super missile, ice missile, it just upgrades the missile shot, and you go from uh, laser to tri laser to uh, wave laser to the penetrating one, and that just upgrades your laser. it's not like different
1: lasers have different upgrade. No, no, no. That that kind of just
0: uh, when you get the upgrade, it just changes your thing. Um, But then it's yeah, the graph beam is something else. Uh, The the, when you're in the morph ball, that's the most different stuff because you've got the regular morph ball bomb, the cross bomb, the super bomb, and they're all different buttons because it's it, they have different I mean, uses. Why would you not use the super bomb all the time? You know, it's just super Those, in the name. Clearly, it's yeah. going to be the best. <laughs> it takes a while to charge up, and you only get three of them. Yeah, freeze well, enough. <laughs> between ammo charges well i mean i've got 117 rockets currently So i'm just gonna <laughs> spam rockets I, I think i found quite a lot of the rocket upgrades while i was playing see um, I'll
1: listen to the guys talk about it like that you said about the parry <laughs> mechanic earlier apparently a parry mechanic is actually super cool and allows you to do like these really cool like dodge sequences and shooting sequences yeah
0: yeah so the majority of the bosses will have uh an attack that does the shine on it. And then when you parry it, it enters a little bit of a cutscene where you just fuck it up, basically. And it is really cool. Uh the, the window is quite tight. It's not too bad on the bosses. Um, every enemy, every regular enemy will do it as well. And if you parry them and then shoot them, you get more uh more health back and more missiles from them. Um it's only really the Emmy ones which are deliberately ridiculously hard to hit, because the point is if you get caught, you die but they give you one chance. And well, I these, like that. There's two but chances, like. but they do give you a chance to get away. And like, I like sometimes I, yeah. like in the very last area, I was like caught right by the door. And uh, it was like, finally, like just a well-timed boom counter, get out and uh, got the laser, came back, fighting. him up. So it, it is, it is interesting. And um, yeah, the, the counter does, it is good during the bosses. It does kick off. It's not quite QTE, but it is a little bit. F- for the actual parry anyway. But then like during the cutscene of you like flipping around and shooting around, it's like you can just shoot. So you just like unload rockets or you can do charge move stuff. But...
1: <laughs> just hold on to them like you yeah, like you know, holding onto a horse. Just flying yeah. yeah. rockets
0: into the back of so the you're head. you're doing all the in the, <laughs> yeah, scene, cool. the flip around, but you can actually do the shooting as well. So that's cool. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I mean overall, really good fun. Um really enjoyed it. If I had to cause you mentioned it a couple of times, it's not it's not as good as Ori
1: I I had to ask. Like in, in my head Ori Bloodstained and Metroid Dread. I know it's not apples to apples for all three, but where would you put this? Um
0: I I mean I love
1: Bloodstained. I like yeah. both both of them are really good games and from everything I hear about Dread, so Dread's also a good game, but they all serve different niches.
0: Yeah, it's different. No. So Bloodstained's more of an RPG. You got the the item shop and the upgrades and the souls and everything. Um as far as like straight metroidvanias go ori's better than dread dread it's more fun to play than bloodstained i think cuz bloodstained i just made a really op build and just fucked everything up like which was fun but it wasn't like it, it probably didn't probably wasn't of fun probably yeah. wasn't the intended way to play that game the way i played it um but then that that allowed you to play it, so maybe it was um yeah it, it's a it's a real it, it's really good it's the best game i played on switch i think
1: Okay, pretty pretty cool, man. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure if it was going to be Ori because I felt Ori was no. I, fucking I, didn't, I didn't play the, the, Ori last year. I played Ori earlier this year, and it was yeah. absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ori like the graphics, the sound design, the level design, like the, the... chase
1: sequences and stuff as well. So, uh, so
0: the, there's a couple of chase sequences in this as well, um and they're just not up to snuff. It, but they're kind, they have they're kind of dynamic and that it it just happens in those emmy areas where you get to a point you're like oh back. like it's kind of sending me not locked me down yet yeah like you need to get away from it to unlock the doors to get out but you also you can't damage it and if it catches you die so it's kind of the way the areas are set up where you can do this kind of chase through and escape kind of thing um but it's not it's not up there with ori no but uh as far as Metroids go it's it's i think it's the best metroid um but we do have to we do have to mention as well Obviously, I'm am a busy man. I'm a busy man these days, and I, I essentially completed it in two days, and it's fifty quid. So in a in a in a world uh, where Game Pass has made most games free, <laughs> is this is it worth fifty pounds? To play this game, and I, I was I was actually thinking about this quite a lot today, and I th- think that now I mean audiences are now there's like basically two types of people who play games essentially what it boils down to it's like people who people who have xbox and have game pass who do not understand the value of anything because everything's free and the people that don't know the people that really like do not you know don't want an xbox don't agree with it don't do any of that like you want to play your games you want to buy your games you want to own your games i mean for 50 quid this is a banging game but for somebody who is in the xbox ecosystem that played Age of Empires 4 for you know 10 hours last week, who can play Ori for free, both of them right now? Forza Horizon's coming up tomorrow for free. Like, is 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 eight hours of cool game worth an additional £50, pounds, which is another six months to a year? No, that's a year. There's over a year. There's over a year of Game Pass. Is Metro Dread better than a year of Game Pass? No. Is Metro Dread a really good game that you should buy a physical and then complete very quickly and then sell that game. Yes, <laughs> that's kind of what impression has <laughs> I'm pretty certain this game is going to be a resell game. Do but not buy I, this game, digital. Do not spend fifty pounds on this game. You spend I, as much as money as you can to buy it physical, complete it, and then sell it. Which I guess is, I mean, that's what people have been doing for decades, right? That that's that's what I used to do with the PlayStation. That's what everyone used to do. PS2, you'd, you'd or Dreamcast. You get a game, you buy a game, you finish it really quickly, and you'd go, you'd. Try and get them to refund it, and then at a certain point they stop doing that, <laughs> and then uh, and then you get credit for it, and you try and get as much as you could because it's near release. And I mean, Nintendo are so old school that they're kind of still in that cadence. And uh, I'm definitely going to go sell this I'd, tomorrow. I'd
1: almost say go do a rental service like I did when yeah, I bought the that, Switch. All that, just rent it, it's yeah. 11 pounds a month to rent get a game. I was like, yeah, right. You know, so like I, I we we can go on about the value prop all day. But sometimes it's not fair to compare it as well because I think with Guardians, I'm just looking at it and it's £60 and yeah, £60 is a fair amount of money. But also, did I get £60 worth of entertainment from it? And the answer is yes, even though I mm. smashed out this quickly. I probably smashed out too quickly. You know, I, 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 My appetite was insatiable for this game. But then yeah. I'm not unhappy that I spent the money because I felt like the game was worth my time. I think that's that's it. It depends on the game, doesn't it? If the game holds up, it's always worth the money. Yeah.
0: If we're comparing, let's compare um, HLTBs. We said Guardian main story is 16 and a half. Uh, Metro Dread is currently eight and a half hours, and it's 50 instead of 60. I mean, uh, yeah. So that's what I was wrestling with a lot. Like, I don't want to just constantly be like, oh, these game passes will be free, blah, 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 blah. Like, there is a world. There are people that only have Switches and there are people that are vehemently physical game collectors and that kind of stuff is this game worth purchasing definitely it is the best metroid for at least 20 years and it is a very good game uh, it has a couple of issues with some of the some of the pacing some of the repeated mini boss fights uh, and some of the wacky controls when you get 15 powers but overall it's a good game and the whole value conversation as you say is I mean, this is Microsoft's fucking business strategy, right? Like the whole value conversation is just so skewed by the fact that I've got we've we've, we've, everyone we know can play Forza Horizon Five tomorrow for free, and uh, yesterday when this comes out, and is is a is a free game better than a fifty pound game? That's the kind of thing. Forza Horizon Five is currently the highest rated game of the year, and I don't have to pay for it. And Metro Dread is like top five, but it cost me fifty quid. So it's. It's a weird value conversation that is really tough to get your head around. I'm glad I got it. I'm glad I paid for it. I'm glad I played it. So maybe that's all that all needs to be said. I is.
1: think that's where my head's with yeah. I, I I had Guardians. It's funny. I had this argument in my head. I just come yeah. to terms and gone, do you what? Am I disappointed I spent the money? Am I disappointed that I spent the game, paid uh, that game? I'm like, no, I'm happy I played it and I don't care about the money. I'm like, all right. And that, that kind of solved the conundrum for me in a personal level. I was like, do you know what? You know, I could afford it, and I had a great time. Awesome. You know, try again the value prop. Try and find something that gives you entertainment for twenty hours for sixty quid. You know, it's still oh, a hard hours. conversation. I mean, eight, eight hours. Eight hours is harder. But then eight again, have, but then again, you didn't hundred percent it. You know, like, that some Metrovania, it's they are designed yeah, to be paid added, a bit it? more and stuff like that. But anyways, we you can't. I think it's hard because everyone's got their own capital that they can spend, and everyone's got their own perception of what value is. So that's why I always try to just kind of let people have their own perception because, yeah, I mean, I want to play Metro Dread and I've got to ask, out of 10, you ask me, I'll ask you,
0: what would you give it? I don't want to be, I don't want to be boring, but like, I think, I think nine. I was going oh. to be what? Right, oh. As, that was, my, as oh. that was coming out of my mouth, it changed from an eight to a nine. 8.5, 8.5.
1: That's marketing. how I felt about Guardians. I came out of an eight and then I instantly started doubting it. And I was like, okay. So you want to get eight and a half as well.
0: I don't know. Eight. I'm gonna go eight. I'm gonna keep lowering it. I'm gonna get we need to stop or I'll end up with four. We'll just keep going down and down and down.
1: Oh man, it's... I really hope I really hope I get to play that this year. No, I'm really keen to play that.
0: It's good, it's just not very long. But then but then this is the style of game where if it was much longer, I'd be like, please fucking end. Like I mm. it, I think it's a good length. The bosses are hard, but not too hard. Some of the some of the Emmy sections are a pain in the butt. Um, there's one particular one where you go through the water, which is just ah. Oh, uh, but it's never it was never like unfun. So yeah, a solid eight, solid eight. Hey, As I okay, say, I, best switch, yeah. best switch I've game, go- best switch game I've played in about four years since Mario do, Galaxy.
1: Do you reckon it oh, might have- Mario Odyssey Odyssey. Odyssey. Do you reckon it might have cracked top five?
0: Oh, for me, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I've not played that. Uh, damn it,
1: <laughs> damn it. Damn it, we yeah, need yeah. a conversation outside of this and how you got it and, you know, what's a. let's see what the value prop is
0: there. Uh, um, yeah. I just buy on Amazon and then send it back to the game, you know, get some credit, whatever. Like, it, it's easy to Or I can send it to you and then you can do the same and then you can give me the money.
1: We need to work out how I can get you guardians so that's another conversation we'll another time. We'll, we'll did, you, what, did you buy it digital? I did. I got pissed off. I was so I was I wasn't having the best day on Saturday, so I treated myself to a copy of uh, Treat yourself. Yeah, no, that that's fine. <laughs> I treated fine. myself to a copy of Guardians of the Galaxy because I was like, Treat you
0: yourself.
1: I could treat yourself. I could do it. Treat want. yourself.
0: Treat yourself to ten, seven. I um, did <laughs>
1: Death Store as well, so I should have an update on that in the next couple of weeks. You did what, sir? Bought Death Store as well.
0: Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, I want to play that. I might wait till it's on Switch now. It was only seventeen.
1: It was only seventeen pound on uh,
0: Series X. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. Good game. It's been out about six months, so um yeah. I I played uh, I played some Metroid in bed and I played some Metroid on the toilet. So there we go. That is the <laughs> Switch fulfilling its promise. Finally I'm, I'm gonna be playing some
1: Mario Kingdoms later in bed as well. So yeah. Finally, yesterday, like,
0: when I was it. having a shit and playing Metroid, I was like, Yeah, I can see the appeal of this thing. <laughs> I've been putting it down. I've been putting it down for years, but like when you're playing like a, a proper fun game while pooing, it's like, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I don't know why everyone's so negative on the Switch. Uh, oh, uh, just me. Like it's it. it okay, I I I we running out of time. But I play some Monster Hunter Rise, not the best. We game don't have time, to, we, don't have time. To, yeah, we don't have time. playing a game at seven twenty p. I fucking know seven twenty p. Man, yeah, I can't strange. believe I'm now that person. But four K TV, you do get used to that resolution. And seven twenty on the Switch is a bit. It's a bit hard. Um,
0: yeah. And I will say, yeah, the, the, the jump between every area of Metroid Dread is mm, about a 35 to 50 second elevator scene. <laughs>
1: Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Like I'm the so ways, uh, honestly. Like, even your that, favorite even favorite when you scenes corridor will... scenes, like the loading screens in the
0: skies. When you go to the reload and the save points, it's like okay, and then you, she turns around and puts the gun and the thing twists, turns it back, does blah blah blah. You gain two rockets, and then it's like, oh, what, that took like twenty seconds. And like, and it happened. You do it a lot, and it's a lot of wasted time. Um, yeah, the switches it needs an upgrade that wasn't just a fucking. Display. Upgrade. I'm disappointed they Absolute didn't do a proper upgrade. They should have but,
1: done a Switch Pro.
0: Like, let's be real. I mean, probably chip shortage, they probably planned to and then it all fell through. Like I I like I, I hope to think that was the case. That but then they would have no, because they've still made the
1: uh, units. No, no, Now we're going into the weeds and Nintendo again. We're actually I surprisingly, so po- so no, no, no. We're surprisingly right positive about Nintendo today. We've for once been positive about Nintendo. Let's just, yes. let's just call yes. it a win for a week. We'll I've uh... enjoyed
0: my time playing the Switch and I've enjoyed Metroid Dread. Uh, if money is no object, go play it now or rent it. Cool, mm. that's going to do. We've uh, we've gone long because oh, we have two a, a good brand new games to talk about. Yeah. And as we both said, next week, it's going to be Board Game Central. We're going to have shitloads of fun new board games to talk about. Maybe not new. At, actually, quite a lot of them came out this year. We're going to be playing this weekend. So <laughs> mm-hmm. we're going to have lots of stuff. Um, we're going to be talking about them, but also keeping cards to our chest for Game of the Year. But uh, yeah, that'll be a yeah, fun, uh, fun stuff next weekend. Uh, next weekend this weekend and next show what is going on if you at home have a question that you want us to answer on the show please send us an email to content at if you like you heard subscribe give us a thumbs up give us a like share with your friends tell everyone that the podcast is really good in fact do that now if you're listening to this still right now text one person and be like yo there's this podcast where they occasionally like Nintendo and we give you uh, five
1: seconds to send the text now
0: go If you want to see more of what we do, head on over to the website downtimegaming.co.uk. What's on YouTube, if you search Downtime Gaming or Downtime Cards. You're also on Instagram, downtime underscore gaming. And on Twitter, downtime underscore gaming and downtime underscore cards. And with that, we'll wish everyone a great week ahead. Stay safe out there and we'll see you at the same time next week. Funny number! No. Boo. You suck. (laughs) You suck. (laughs) Let's <laughs> uh, no, uh, do <laughs> it properly.
1: Suck. You sucked. You sucked. That was
0: suck. the did, worst. That didn't land.
1: It didn't land. No, it didn't land. Let oh, it, go. it go. It, land. go. It, it, didn't land. it, it landed worse than I thought it was going to land. <laughs> <laughs>